In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents Betches Moms with hosts Aileen Drexler and Brittany Levine. Get ready to lock yourself in the bathroom or wherever else you hide from your kids because you'll literally never be alone again. Hello and welcome to the Betches Moms podcast. I'm Aileen. And I'm Brittany. And today we are, well, this is just another episode with me and Brittany, and we're going to be talking all about body image during pregnancy and postpartum and between pregnancies and, you know, all of the, all of this emotional and physical um, that comes with this new stage of life and all of the emotional and physical changes that come with um, this new transition or stage of life. So how are you feeling about your body, <laughs> Brittany, today? Just As you are literally about to go to the hospital. <laughs> about to go to the hospital. Um, you know, I am not typically somebody – I definitely um, always felt like the type of person that like I never felt like c- confident in a bikini, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But I had never really been the type of person either to like hate my body. Okay. That's right. Um, <laughs> but interestingly enough, like my first pregnancy, I felt super confident in anything that I wore. I wore a bikini to the beach and I felt amazing. I didn't even care. People were like, oh my God, you're eight, nine months pregnant. And you're in a bikini. Like I felt really good. Um and I actually feel a little bit different this pregnancy. I, I feel good in, and I've said this before, I feel good in tight clothes, but I actually have way more stretch marks this pregnancy, which upset me when I look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, Where are they? And like on the front of my stomach. On your stomach? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I've always kind of like had stretch marks on my legs um, from like fluctuating in weight, but like this just feels different. Um, but I, I feel, I still feel like I feel good and, um, I feel like I, you know, I'm at a point where, um, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I'm healthy for myself in terms of like where I wanted to be with my pregnancy. So I do feel good in that sense, but I do feel like I had more confidence at this stage when I was pregnant the first time. Did you feel confident like the entirety of your – like how did you go – first of all, that's amazing that you've never like hated your body. <laughs> Great. Tell us your secrets. Um, but I hear you about be feeling neutral. I feel like a lot of people also sort of feel neutral, you know? Like things yeah. could be be- like in my head, obviously I'm not saying this about you. Like things could be better, but like, you know, I'm a sort of accepting this is who I who I am, whatever, right? Yeah. But um, – that's 
That's great. Then, so then when you got pregnant, did you feel confident immediately? Or was it like when you, when people could sense that you are pregnant, that's when you felt really confident? You know what I mean? No, I felt horrible the first and second trimesters when I wasn't showing or in that like very bloated phase. And like, you don't look pregnant, so you don't feel pregnant. You just feel not great all the time. No, I, this definitely didn't, I, as my pregnancy moved on, the more and more confident I felt in my body for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's kind of messed up that the reason why we suddenly feel confident in this larger body is because we have the sort of quote unquote, like excuse that we are carrying a child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like even the other day I was with my husband and his friends and Rusty was talking about how he's gained weight. And I'm like, oh, it's like a sympathy <laughs> weight. I've heard of that, whatever. It's like, oh my God, my God. <laughs> I'm like, you're drinking more beer, let's be honest. <laughs> but um, <laughs> his friends were like, and I said, like, oh yeah, like it's sympathy weight. I've heard of that. Like, I'm I'm gaining weight. And they're like, Yeah, but you're, you know, growing a human. Like, that's my only excuse for why I'm allowed to gain some weight. And it's totally all about like, that's like a societal thing, like that we, the pressure is relieved off of us because we have this excuse. And um, it's, it's like so obvious. It's like in me, like you're saying, I too felt so confident. And like, when I started to show like, and it looked pregnant, well, it, 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 I agree. Like when I was in a bathing suit or I like, I was like confident in a bikini, which I've also never been confident in a bikini in my life. And it feels good. It's, it feels good, but it's weird. It is. It's very weird because at the same time, you're like, you should be allowed to feel great about being pregnant and looking good. But then you, it is kind of depressing to think that like, oh, I only feel good like this because I have an excuse when you think of it from that angle, which is like bleeped up. So like, how have you been feeling overall then? Like, besides from when you started showing, like, what was your uh, timeline like? Overall, like I've said in, in a, in a, I think last week's episode, the one we did about maternity clothes, when I have a cute outfit to wear. I feel better about myself, but the other day I had like a full breakdown <laughs> that I've, I haven't had in a really long time about like, I, I think it was obvious. It was, it felt like hormonal, but also triggered by like a picture or a video, um, of like an angle of myself that I normally never get that bad or not normally, but recently in the last year or so, I haven't really felt like that. Um, maybe because there's been just less pictures in quarantine. Um, but, oh my God, I had a full fucking breakdown about like my, what I look like and just my size. And it always like came to this tipping point because, and I noticed this, it all just kind of came together because I've just noticed so many people just like constantly comment on my body and I'm not asking for it. Like, like just walking down the street, walking my dog. And they're like, oh, what do you do? And I'm like, August. And they're like, oh, you look great for August. And I'm like, I didn't ask <laughs> you how I looked. Yeah. A, rand- a man, we were, were in, in the um, process of looking for a car because I'm now a suburban lady. And um, 
the, the fucking guy <laughs> at the car place also oh when do you do and I'm like August and they're like oh you look great for I'm like this man who normally would never say shit yeah about my body uh-huh. is telling me how he thinks I look and I'm like I was like uh-huh like it felt like such an invasion and it was just and then as people being oh you look cute you look cute and I'm like for fuck's sake like thank you I appreciate it but it's like for, I look cute for what I am you know what I mean if I had wasn't pregnant like you would you would have different judgments about me and you would just be thinking them and not saying them and it just it just came to like this this tipping point plus this photo or video whatever and I like lost it and I didn't want to move. I didn't want to get out. Rusty was like, we're going to dinner. It's like, I can't get out of my towel to change. I'm so upset. I have nothing. I don't have anything to wear. I don't want to put anything on. And it was, it was just bad. And I got out of it eventually. I was like, how bad do I want to go to dinner? Yes. I really want to go to dinner. (laughs) I was thinking of all the things I could eat. Yeah. And I was like taking it. I was like, first step is just to like sort of move, get up, like maybe go wash my face. So like I did that and I got out of it and I felt better because again, I put on a cute outfit, but it was just, it was shitty because it's, and the comments don't stop. They're just constant. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think it's really interesting that you brought up that like a lot of men make comments because I was recently talking to somebody about this. I feel like more men make comments to me than women. Like I went into Starbucks. This actually happened to me twice in Starbucks. Two different men asked me when I was due and were like, oh, good luck, which meant that they were like looking at my body and made me feel super uncomfortable and there have been plenty of other situations where, again, men have made comments. And it is so, it's so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. It's like such an invasion. It's such an invasion. And like, even though I'm sure it's coming from a good place, but it's like, I don't know you. I don't need you to make that comment to me. It's one thing if we're in like small talk because I know you because we're friends and you say something to me, like completely different. But like, if you're a complete stranger, you do not need to come up to me and comment on my body. I find that the people that I know, the guys that I know are less likely to make a comment about my body than than anything. Like my brother-in-law will be like, oh, I like your dress or something like, oh, you you look like it's, it's a nice outfit you put on rather than like. Oh, wow. You look good for when you're delivering. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes you just so like sudden. It's like such an invasion because just talking about body image in general and like how you have to sort of like um, tune out the noise um, and you sort of just do you and like just focus on yourself and like what, how you feel about yourself and like other people's comments are not, you know, they're not welcome, like creating boundaries around that. But when it's constant, 
and it's uh, and it's just unsolicited it really pokes holes in that like shield that you've like created for yourself and i feel like and i don't and i feel justified in my breakdown because of that because like i didn't you know i worked so hard to like just sort of every time you look in the mirror that's one of those like kind of un it's it's a it's a it's a chance to have those that boundary sort of poke mm-hmm. but because you have the control of when you look in the mirror you are welcoming sort of that those thoughts and you can sort of control those thoughts or say okay I'm ready for this when you step on a scale same thing mm-hmm. like, I'm ready for these thoughts okay I can I hear them I don't need to listen to them let's replace them with a positive thought Whereas if somebody just suddenly, I'm like, all oh, this conversation, I just ran into some lady walking her dog and she's telling me how I look for my, for my, uh, how far along I am. It's, 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 it's very, it's totally, it's not fun. <laughs> it's triggering. Did you like when you first got pregnant or before you got pregnant with your did you expect these things to happen? Like what were your expectations about how you felt and like how the world would perceive you and how that would make you feel? I assumed there'll be attention, like as I've heard, like people just pay more attention to pregnant people. Like I and I see it, like people just stare at your stomach first mm-hmm. than they than than anything else. It's very and no wonder we're all just touching our stomachs, mm-hmm. our bellies, right? Like people, like Ashley, when we we did like our get together, Ashley, who's on our co- our content um, team, she said like I was holding my belly around my dress. And you know, the Meghan Markle that got like so much crap for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, she's like, so is it just automatic? Like, do you guys just automatically hold your belly? <laughs> and I was like, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, it feels automatic, but it just, it's one of those things. Like all of a sudden you have this just giant growth coming off of your mm-hmm. body. <laughs> it's not like just your jet. It's not like suddenly your arms just get a little bigger. It's not like holding onto my arm. There's like giant growth. It's, you can't not. You need to like sort of, you're aware of it. So I'm just like, my, it's the way my m- mind is connecting to my body. But then also I don't want, I want people to know that I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm holding onto it like subconsciously because it's like, She's like, okay, just letting you guys know this is not my real stomach. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm with child. I'm with child. But did I, what did I expect? Honestly, I went into it with no expectations. I knew I was going to gain weight. I did a lot of like work. Uh, I talked about on Die Star Tomorrow, if anybody wants to listen, about like doing intuitive eating, about like how I can like co- sort of cope with gaining weight during pregnancy. And I'm, it's, intuitive eating has like, I'd say is the number one thing that I've attributed to like my emotional like health during this pregnancy that I'm not like eating like crazy or I'm not like binging or anything. I'm not using an excuse to eat for two, you know, those, those, those things. But, um, in terms of body image, like I didn't, I knew I was gonna, I knew I had fears about gaining weight for sure. And definitely in the beginning, like you said, you're just sort of, you're not showing and you just, all, especially first trimester, mm-hmm. you eat, all you're eating is carbs and carbs mm-hmm. and you feel sick and you're tired and you just don't feel like yourself. You least feel like yourself, even though you're not showing. And it just, and plus you have all that anxiety about like, is the baby okay? Like, it's not even a baby. Like, what does it look like? It's a tadpole. I just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just all of that felt really bad. But then once I started feeling good physically, like not sick, it, 
sort of it's it's it just sort of went away. Yeah. How about you? Did you know what did what did you go into the second pregnancy? I want to ask you about postpartum, but we're going to get into that later. What did you feel about going into your second pregnancy? Did you have like did you care less? You know, I I don't think that I thought about it that much to be honest like did you think about it before the first one yes right I think more this time I knew and we could again like get into postpartum I knew more what to expect with postpartum and I thought more about that than the actual pregnancy Mm -hmm. um with Oliver I didn't know I didn't even think about postpartum. I didn't even think like, oh, it takes time for your stomach to go down and to not look pregnant anymore. I was, I was actually just excited to have a big belly and to like look and feel pregnant. I think I had more excitement about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think more of it is about the postpartum for me. Yeah. So let's talk about postpartum then, because you know, there's, I, I know Eva Chen just gave birth and she posted, and we posted it on Betcha's mom to repost it, that, you know, sh- the progress of postpartum is like sort of reverse pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about quote unquote bounce back culture? Did you feel that pressure after Oliver? I did. It was more that like I didn't, I had no idea that after I had Oliver, that I was going to still look seven months pregnant after I had him. For how long? For like a couple of days. Okay, and then yeah. I, every day, because like also your um, your uterus is still huge, so it's still contracting for a couple of days after, which if you didn't know, you really? get contra- – Yeah, you get contractions for a couple of days because it's your uterus contracting back down to its size. So like you think your contractions wow. are over and they're not. Um, so it's definitely like, I feel like every day you wake up and like your stomach's smaller and smaller. Um, but then it kind of like gets to this point where you're like, and this is what Eva Chen was saying on her post, like, okay, now I look four months, five months pregnant and it's not going away. Mm -hmm. And you have this skin that's kind of sagging over. And again, everybody's body is different. This was like me where I felt like I had my stomach looked like it was just sagging all the time. Like there was nothing in it. It was like a deflated balloon. Mm-hmm. And that made me really upset because I didn't think that would ever, I'm like, my skin is stretched out. Like how I can't even fix that. Like that's not like going on the treadmill and running and like me trying to lose weight. I was like, this is my body for good now. And I was, I actually had this sense of like anxiety um, that I would never, you know, feel like myself again. And because of that one thing, like, how do I look in the mirror? How do I wear a bikini? Whatever. Um, And then actually from nursing, and again, this isn't everybody because some people have a really hard time losing that extra weight while nursing. I felt for me, it made it easier to lose weight when I was nursing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually ended up losing weight like in the number sense a lot more quickly than I expected to because of that. Um, but then I still had the sagging skin. Mm-hmm. And then it just honestly – and like another thing is like your my boobs were so big. And mm-hmm. like 
And I mentioned this on one of our other episodes, like how big my chest got and they got even bigger and just from like nursing. And I just felt like everybody was always commenting on them and like thought that it was funny. Like I'm really not a sensitive person. So I could roll with the jokes. I don't care. I know, especially if it's like friends and family, there's no harm, but like I'm very aware that I have a large chest and I can't hide them. And like bathing suits aren't meant for me. And like all these different things. I'm very, that's, I think where my, um, that's where my, um, what was the word I'm looking for? My insecurity lies is my chest for sure. Um, but I then like, you know, after I think a year, I felt like I was, I was feeling like myself again mm-hmm. and I didn't, and that sagging skin started to go away. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, I guess maybe your skin does kind of start to go back. Like it has that elasticity. Um, but that was, that was definitely one of like the scariest things for me where I didn't expect that. Right. That's interesting. You forgot about the skin part and everyone just like concentrates on the size. I hear you on like the anxiety of um, like not feeling like yourself again. Did you feel though like part of that anxiety was coming from, I don't know if you sat with it, but like feeling from an external place, like what are people going to think of me? Like, why am I not losing weight fast enough? Or why do I not look the same fast enough? You know, because I think there is that culture. Mm -hmm. So many people like celebrated because they, they look fucking not pregnant like a minute later. (laughs) Yeah. It's really frustrating. Did you see Emrata? Like, I'm like, she like, like. Two two days later, <laughs> looked like she was ready to model bathing suits. There and was, yeah, and there I, was recently another celeb. I don't remember the name. It was the same same thing. And like, and and I don't want to reverse shame anybody. Like totally. that's your body type. That's amazing. It's just frustrating when you don't have that body type and you have to work for it, or maybe it just never comes back. Right, right. I agree with you. We're not saying that like that. It's just unrealistic for the mass, for yes. the majority of women. And yeah. when we're, when we see that all the time, we don't see enough of like the, the realistic side yes. of like, it takes a really long time. And I also feel like men, speaking of men, they need to get the message too, because I've heard so many, I was, I, was, I heard some comments about, about this like sports announcer that wasn't like bouncing fast back fast enough from like a guy, some guy, I don't remember who was, but, and I was like, fuck off. Like, can you imagine no what she's man. going through? Can you, ma- can you imagine what she's going through? And obviously the answer is no, they can't imagine it. But can you imagine like, not only is she have a baby, which her entire audience has no idea what the fuck is, what that means. Like right. physically, she now has the pressure of all these men of her whole audience to lose. I look amazing. That just drove me a little crazy. But when any man makes a comment about anything that has to do with childbirth or being pregnant, and they just truly have no idea. Just better left unsaid. Don't say anything. Any judgment, right? Any type of like opinionated judgment. Better to ask mm-hmm. than to judge, I think is the best approach because 
I, I prefer the at, like ask, like, oh, how long what does it take? Usually I'm curious. That's to me is like an amazing question. <laughs> um, trying to just make you feel just to get your um, expectations ready. <laughs> but yeah. um, I don't know. But okay, so just talking about what actually is realistic, what is there anything new about your postpartum body that you may may have ex- expected or didn't expect? Um, just like an, anything that you could share. I definitely, and I don't know if this is just postpartum or just because I'm older and like our bodies are constantly changing, but like I'm definitely, and it's interesting because I do think about this. I, I'm not as thin as I was in like college or like mm-hmm. right after college. And it's funny because when I felt I was at this like amazing stage after Oliver and I felt really good and I felt like I looked really good. I was nowhere near what I was when I was like thin, you know, 10 years ago, but I was still so proud of myself and like felt like I looked great for myself and I worked really hard to like get to this place. So like, I think just like, I feel like, you know, my hips are wider and my boobs aren't as perky and there's more stretch marks. And I guess just like the typical, what you hear any postpartum mom really say like about their body. Um, But even like with a body that you're happy with and that and your happy threshold is is totally on you and like what makes you satisfied and happy with your body. But for me, like I know that these little things, I there are certain things I can't control about it unless I were to pay for them to go away. (laughs) Um, It's just it doesn't it almost like it doesn't bother me as much. Because like I know I was at a specific point and then had to work to get somewhere else. So it's just like it's just a different level, I guess. But like I actually I almost feel like I do have more confidence in my body postpartum than I did before. And that's probably not everybody. But I think and and it's funny because you like read all those these like um, affirmations of like, look at what my body did. Look at what my body created. I helped. But like it kind of is true. You're like you know, fuck you if you think that I don't look amazing, but like I went through a lot and this is where I am and I feel good. And I'm still going through a lot because now I have children to take care of and I can't think of myself 24-7. Yeah. But I like the idea. I like when people, I I think we need to strike bounce back from like all vernacular and it just needs to be like new body conversation, like talking about what your new body is. Because even new body, like you said, aging, like we get older, we can't constantly try to hold on to like our college bodies, which by the way, my body now is better (laughs) than before. (laughs) College was not a hot time for me. Um, (laughs) um, What about like emotional like changes? Do you feel like they translate physically? Like being tired then goes to be like feeling like shit or, or vice versa, like physical changes that, that translate emotionally. Um, do, did you notice anything this time around or post? I, well, yeah, I really tried really hard to continue working out and cause I was working out, um, for like a year before I got pregnant, like with like a trainer and like actually like, you know, staying true to my schedule. Um, <laughs> but And then I stopped and then I would be tired and then it's a cycle of just eating carbs and sugar. 
And I would then feel bad about myself because I felt like I wasn't giving my body the proper nutrition. And, you know, you feel guilty about not working out and you feel guilty about not eating the right things. And you're like, how is this going to affect me? Um, how is this going to affect my body with gaining weight and losing weight? And it's just like that cycle that like you can't get out of. Yeah. I feel like it's just like all connected. Like, do you, like, I know you started working out again. You were like playing tennis and you were going on the bike again. Did you stick with that? Like, how did that make you feel? It's so such a roller coaster. Like the energy levels are change weekly. Like I could feel so energetic one week and just be so into it. And then the next week, not only do I not, I feel nothing, <laughs> no motivation to do anything, but I also feel bigger. <laughs> so then it's yeah. just harder. Um, like yesterday I haven't, so I moved. So like the change of like location changes your routine, obviously. So then it's hard to get back into it. But, um, yesterday the weather was like pretty decent to like work out outside. So I tried to run outdoors and, um, my, my Peloton is now in storage. So I don't have that, but I tried to run outdoors at like my high school track and oh my God, I could walk faster. <laughs> I don't I know run. how you attempted to run. I, I literally can't walk up the stairs without <laughs> feeling like I ran. I waddle up the stairs, but, um, I kind of came to terms with the fact that running is not really going to keep happening for me in the next two months, <laughs> but I was still really proud of myself for like kind of, you know, putting on my workout leggings versus my lounge I'm proud leggings. Of you. <laughs> you know, we have different types of leggings now. Yes. Um, and I then also decided to do a weight workout after. So yeah, after interviewing Jamil Medley, which her episode's coming out soon, she was talking about like like leg strength and glute strength for like preparing for birth. And I was like, okay, I need some motivation. So that was mine. <laughs> and so, and I've also felt like so jiggly, <laughs> like, you know, like yes. I don't feel like my, myself, like I've always been so proud of my like strong legs and they just feel so mushy. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, maybe I can do some squats. Usually my legs are first to get in shape. The rest of my body takes way longer. So I was like, okay, maybe this is something I could feel good about. But anyway, I did that. I was proud of myself. Push-ups, a little push-ups. But um That's great. It's more than I've been doing. It's it's hard. It's but the, but the thing is is I'm I'm really trying not to put pressure on myself to do that again <laughs> because if you need to you need to like I need to listen to yourself. Because yes. today I have zero energy today. Like I don't I feel run down and I don't mm -hmm. know what it is. Like I feel like I've just been hit by something large and I just want to lay. But I can't. <laughs> I, I'm totally, I mean, I'm there with you and it sucks because there's nothing you could do about it. And I just feel like I'll never be able to do anything again. My friend actually recently said to me, she was like, <laughs> at the end, so she was like, I couldn't. No, I'll like, never it, be able to do anything again. <laughs> I'll never be able to do anything. Like, I literally can't even be the Oliver. I can't do anything. Um, yeah. She was like, I too was feeling this, that I will never be a normal human again. She was like, I swear, like a week after having the baby, like I have so much more energy, like, yeah, lack of sleep, but like you feel like you could get more done. Like you, you kind of like are bouncing back and I'm really looking forward to that because also yeah. like that, like how you feel is also like a reflection about how you feel about your entire body, Ooh. not just how you feeling mentally.
One thing that I always think about is when I'm going to a doctor's appointment and they bring up the whole weight thing. Is that ever triggering for you? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Period. Um, Yeah. Up until like my last appointment, I've been not looking at my weight. I like face forward. Um, And, but then they just sort of just like tell you accidentally the nurses are just like tell you well here was your weight I was like I asked like could you not tell by the fact that I didn't want to look suggests that I don't want to (laughs) know and she was I was just it was just annoying but then but it was kind of a blessing in disguise because I like the last appointment I was just like well screw it like let me just look and what is the point of not looking like whatever at this point I wasn't looking in the past because you know I had to sort of get over this like that the like you said like the emotional trigger of like knowing what your weight is or knowing what your weight gain is and just dealing with that but at this point I know why just dance around the issue um but to me the bigger thing is is like or the crazier phenomenon is like the if you try really hard for a lot of your life to sort of overcome like this fear of weight gain or or if you have eating stuff or body image stuff and and weight is something you're trying to disconnect emotionally from all of a sudden when you're pregnant this is all anybody talks about yeah (laughs) literally every time you go to a doctor you're weighed right and then they have to tell you is this going on pace and they tell you how much you should be gaining and they tell you what's healthy and then everybody's talking about weight obviously you look cute you don't look cute this is this how much you should be and it's constant and Mm -hmm. have you ever felt like I mean I haven't really felt this yet but have you ever felt like fat shamed by your doctor yeah a thousand percent (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah and like I know that it's not Here's the thing. I know that it's not coming from a place where it's like you should feel bad about your weight. They're looking at it from a medical standpoint. And I understand that there are thresholds of like what's considered healthy and what's not considered healthy. And they're thinking about things, you know, like preeclampsia and all of that where they don't want you to be at risk for any of these things. So they want to make sure that you're doing what's possible to not gain that extra weight. But as we know, a lot of times it's out of our hands. Like I know people, you know, started out as a size zero and gained like 80 pounds. They yeah. weren't doing anything differently. It's just hormonal and genetic. And, but yeah, but to hear a doctor kind of like put that into terms for you and you're like, but like, I thought I was healthy and I thought I was being healthy. And like, then you start questioning everything you're doing. And then it goes into kind of like this guilt of like, am I harming my child? What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. But like most of the time, this is all out of our control and it's or all hormonal, but we just have to remember that our doctors are just being medical about it. Yeah. Except for when they suggest, I, I, so I saw one of the doctors that wasn't like one of the ones that I met before. And I was just like, I got on the scale and I'm like, can you just tell me what the net is from the time before? Like how much I gained? Um, and so she gave me that number. She obviously like, said the number and I was like uh the other like the 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 absolute number I was like okay and she's like well I was like what do you think about that rate I mean like that's not bad right it was like five four pounds or something five like which is they say is like a pound a week or something like that right and she's like I would cut down on your um sweets 
And I'm like, what is this, the 90s? Cut down on my sweets? And then she's like, um, I'm like, I don't really, I mean, yeah, I eat sweets, but like, I'm not, you know, eating a pie a night. And she's like, also pie. Why did I say pie? Who eats pie? <laughs> fresh um, baked apple fresh pie that I made the night before. Cherry pie. Um, <laughs> but then she, I was like, I don't really, you know, go ham. And she's like, well, then I would watch your portions. I was like, the hell is anyone talking about here? First of all, I know I'm a pro at losing weight. I know how to do it. <laughs> this is not the problem here. I no. think like at some point we have to look at like, like I'm not eating for two. I'm not, you know, I'm sort of eating when I'm hungry and I'm choosing healthy options. Yeah, sure. I'll have some ice cream here and there, but again, I'm pregnant. So like four pounds is okay, lady. Um, that's for us. That's frustrating because that's not a lot. And, no. and I think this goes back to, I, we spoke about on, on an episode that also will be coming out with Ryan Kipling, the uh, prenatal nutritionist, just talking about how doctors really aren't trained in, in nutrition. So when it comes to these things, they just kind of go with this like old school thought of stay away from the sweets, don't eat the carbs, blah, blah, blah. Make sure Ooh. to weigh yourself every morning. So you know what you're, what you're gaining. Like yeah. that's not True. No. Like none of that. You can't like go by that. It's, it's, it's very, um, like you said, medical, it doesn't take mm-hmm. in like the emotional, it doesn't take in your past history. It doesn't take in into account like ev- everything. It just takes into account literally what your plate looks like for dinner and what proportion of it is vegetables. Um, so what I've, what I've taken, what I've learned over the course of all this time is that, you know, you do you, you do what you can control, you know, like, and my personal thing is like, I don't think, I don't see pregnancy as as time to sort of like go ham because after pregnancy, don't think I'm not like going on a diet. So, which was also a big fear. (laughs) It's like, how am I going to lose weight um, without going on a diet? But yeah, I think the doctors, they just are there. <laughs> they're making sure you're not gaining 100 pounds and they're making right. sure to keep you alive and make sure that the baby's growing on schedule and that there are less complica- chance of a complication during right. birth. Right. And I wouldn't can take it personally about the fat shaming. So there's obviously so many things to talk about and like this, you know, it's not just about pregnancy in general. There's this whole diet culture and that makes us feel like we need to, you know, bounce back. And that's just not a real thing. Ignore these words. You have to stay in your own happy. You have to feel good about yourself and keep yourself healthy, keep that baby healthy and um, tune out the noise. Yeah. And there is so much more. There's yeah. so much more because it's not like pregnancy is just the start. Then there's the the postpartum, all the postpartum. Then there's the, mm-hmm. the breastfeeding if you're choosing to breastfeed or the shame. Then if you choose not to, the external shame. Yeah. Um, and there's just also like the physical discomfort after, right after birth and like what to expect there. So lots of things to possibly discuss later. Obviously we're, going through it with you guys. And um, if there's anything that you want us to talk about regarding body image, because um, we obviously have a lot to say on this topic, email us moms at betches.com or DM us at betches moms. Also DM us. I'm at Aileen. Brittany's at Britt Rich. 
Okay. Should we do our no mom guilt? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Now it is time for no mom guilt presented by Heineken zero zero. It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol free beer. This podcast is all about being honest and real about life as a mom. We're also not interested in mom guilt. We all do stuff that we're worried others will judge us for, but you don't need to feel guilty for any of the shit you do as a mom. All right, Brittany, I know you have a mom guilt or no mom guilt thing to share today. I do. And totally different from feeling body shamed or um, how we're feeling about our bodies, but going back to... Um, having a child, a toddler to be exact. Um, my favorite is getting texts from his teacher saying that he's having a really difficult day. Um, and that means that he's been hitting and pushing a lot. So I, this upsets me because I constantly try and, you know, instill, you know, you need to be kind. You don't use your hands you, you don't like getting hurt. So are you going to hurt other people? And, um, I follow a lot of advice from Dr. Becky. Um, we, we also have an episode coming out with her. Um, and like the whole gentle parenting approach. Um, we, when he first went back to school, um, he was, you know, two and a couple of months, you know, September, 2020, he was doing that a lot. And I attributed it to, I mean, he's two first and second, this, he's been home for, you know, months. He hasn't been around any kids. So he's just kind of, you know, discovering what's going on, what he can and can't do. Mm -hmm. He doesn't really know that he's hurting anybody. It's just how he's getting his, his voice heard. Right. Pretty much. And his feelings out. But recently, and I think this has so much to do with the baby coming because we've obviously been talking a lot about the baby coming and we've set up the nursery and we've just been talking to him more and more about it because now he really understands. And um, he actually like, he stood up, we were talking about it with him. This was literally, I think two days ago, he was eating a go-go, which if you don't know, it's like an applesauce pouch. He okay. stood up and just spit the entire thing out on the carpet in front of me and Noah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I was like, why did you do that? Like, he's never done anything like that before. So I'm like, okay. And then I realized this is all making sense. Like, mm -hmm. we we're literally in the middle of talking about the baby. He wants the attention. So his teachers texted me last week that he was – unprovoked hitting people and pushing them. And I, it's easier for me to be like, okay, well, if, you know, a kid is playing with a toy and he wants a toy and he pushes them, okay, I get it. He wants a toy and he doesn't know how to communicate that. But to be unprovoked and to do it, I'm like, what mm -hmm. am I doing wrong as a parent? Why is he doing it? How do I fix this? Is he a bad kid? Like all these things run through your minds because it's totally out of your control. And um, like she was telling me that this girl like brushed up against him and he literally just pushed her to the ground. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs> um, he's a bully. Like he's a full fledged bully. And it just made me so upset. And then they texted me that he took his nap. He woke up from his nap and he had a wonderful day. So all weekend 
So the past like four days, we've worked on being kind and making good decisions and that he's a good boy, but he needs to make good choices. And sometimes Mm -hmm. he makes bad choices. And literally every five, we were at the diner yesterday and he made a friend, obviously, because that's what my son does. Mm -hmm. And as the little boy is leaving, he goes, make good decisions. (laughs) (laughs) Mind you, my son's, he's not even three. So it was very funny. Um, and then do you feel though, like that the do you, when your teachers share that he's having a bad day, do you feel also guilt? Like that you, even though they may not be judging you because it's standard for kids to sort of test, but are you, do you feel guilty about that? Like, Oh my God. Now I'm like, they're texting. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I feel like, I'm like, Oh my God, they're judging me. They think I'm a horrible parent. Mm -hmm. Like it's all of these things. Like you don't want to have the kid that's hitting and pushing everybody. It makes you feel horrible for Mm -hmm. so many different reasons. And then it's also like, you know, it's the same thing when you're at like playdates and they start doing it. And like, you feel like the parents are judging you. And one thing that Dr. Becky was talking about uh, with us was that, you know, you want, you force your child to say sorry because you feel guilty, mm-hmm. but like really maybe that's not the best approach because it's like, this isn't about you. This is about the kid. Um, but yeah, so we worked on that. And so I was texting with his teachers this morning, like, how's Oliver doing today? And they were like, he is having a phenomenal day. Oh, he good. came in, <laughs> he came into class and he told them that he is kind. Oh, so he and that he was going to make good choices. So he was repeating the things that we were talking about this weekend, which I was really, really proud of. So I felt super guilty and I feel like I had a proud parenting moment that he's hearing me when I'm talking to him and I'm uh-huh. just hoping that it follows through for it's the rest of the day. so sweet and innocent that he's just repeating <laughs> yeah. it to everyone. It just shows that like they're so little they're not like big people they don't know they don't know they really don't know it's so sad oh but it's so cute make good choices everyone yeah (laughs) Um, listen to oliver you're doing great Brittany. so don't worry um and thanks again to heineken zero zero you know when you really want to enjoy the happy hour but also really want to get that quick workout in with heineken zero zero you can guarantee you'll crush that workout It's not just another non-alcoholic beer. It's an alcohol-free beer. The brewers at Heineken have very kindly removed the alcohol and potential regret, but kept all the good stuff. So it still has that taste you love. Now you can enjoy a cold one whenever you want and actually raise the chances of you making it through that workout. And did we mention it's only 69 calories? So get ready to sweat and give it a try. Pick up a pack of Heineken Zero Zero at your local retailer or get it delivered to your door. Must be 21 or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Well, that is it for this episode of Betches Moms Podcast. Guys, do not forget to tell all of your friends about this show. If you really like it, if you love it, whatever, give us feedback. Send us your feedback. If you really like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, subscribe on iTunes, follow on Spotify, and follow us at Betches Moms on Insta. Follow Brittany at Britt Rich. Follow me at Aileen. And remember, make good decisions. And there are no (laughs) rules on this podcast. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom, right, Regina? Please stop that. The Betches Moms podcast is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales-Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong. Social media by Brittany Levine. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your emails to moms at Betches.com. Betches.
Betches.